Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the By God Wrestling Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Chris Lutton. Joining me this week is Colin Barr. You're right, Colin. Not too bad yourself. I'm pretty good. It's quite hot. Uh, we are going to be talking about Extreme Rules this episode and also looking forward to Money in the Bank a little bit. Uh, of course, there will be spoilers for Extreme Rules. If you have not watched Extreme Rules, you should have. It was like a while ago, but it wasn't that good. Uh, but yeah, like spoilers for it. We will be revealing pretty much everything that happened in the show. Um, I, as I said, I didn't I didn't like it that much. Colin, thoughts? Like, wasn't a great show overall. No, it wasn't great. A couple of good matches. The rest was... wasn't real worth watching at all. Yeah. Um, quick thing that happened on the pre-show, uh, obviously with the uh, Dudley boys uh, in the ring, uh, Big Cass came out. Um, unfortunately, Enzo had not returned at that point. He has now returned. Good to see. Uh, but yeah, Big Cass came out, beat the shit out of Dudley, so it was quite nice. Seemed to me like that was going to be the spot w- to um, bring Enzo back, though. It was kind of weird that it wasn't, right? Yeah, but it made Big Cass look quite strong on his own. Which Big- I think is what they're, go- they're going for that Cass is a real power in that team, and Enzo's just a little fall guy like they did in NXT. Yeah, which works well. So. Like, and, and Big Cass is, is getting over really well by himself, which is um, surprising. Uh, and he has improved on the mic a lot, even since NXT. He's come a lot way, a long way, very quickly. Um, and he's just really slow on the mic. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's a lot calmer. Yeah, he just looks calm and really comfortable with it, uh, and it's good. And he, he manages to project a lot of power on the microphone as well, which is what I like to see. Because um, obviously Enzo is like a little bundle of energy, but it's it's nice that whenever you ca- uh, caskets on the mic, it does feel like he's projecting real power, which is really cool. Uh, then the uh, the one match that was on the pre-show... Uh, was Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin for about the twentieth time? Uh, Baron Baron Corbin low blowed Ziggler right for the win. Yes, yeah, because it was no disqualification. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like they're going to wrestle again at, at Money in the Bank. Yeah, uh, oh. you would think they would do something with Baron just, Corbin since they gave him the Andre Giant. Yeah, just move it on because no no one cares. There's just the thing with this feud is like, where is it going? Why, and why do they keep going at it? Because they have nothing else, really, probably, for that I'm going to do. It just doesn't feel like it's building. That's my problem. It doesn't feel like it's building. I don't mind long-running feuds if they feel like they continuously build or evolve, but this doesn't. It just feels really, like, just... It, it's completely... Uh, uh, I can't think of the word, but it's just no, nothing changes. It just keeps going and going and going, and you're like, I just do anything to interest me, and they don't. Yeah, you would think that they would give Car- Baron Corbin some some good TV time and some good pay per view time with a decent feud if they'd put all like put the Andre the Giant on him. Yeah, that's kind of what you assumed. That, but, I think but they, what, what they really need to do with the Andre the Giant is bring uh, add to it the um, stipulation you used to get for King of the Ring, where, where you get a shot at some title, like even if it's not the World Heavyweight title, just say you can cash it in for any title that's not the World Heavyweight title or something like that. Um, that would be quite nice to see. Yeah, I think they were just looking for a shot for that. Yeah. But it and now they're just filling time with Corbin. Yeah, exactly. Is, it's just pointless. And I feel really bad for the guy because he's not brilliant, but he, he again, um, much like Big Cass, has improved and he looks better in uh, in NXT, I think, um, given that he's actually like, putting on more compelling matches. Uh, not brilliant, but he, he is still better. And he, he doesn't feel as boring as a powerhouse because they're like actual matches now. 
Uh, and also the deep six looks cool. So there's that. Mm. Um, uh, onto the main card. Uh, things got really going with Carl Anderson uh, and uh, Luke Gallows versus uh, the, the Usos. Um, basically, the club versus the Bloodline. They called the Bloodline, right? The, the Bloodline, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, the two members of the club versus two members of the Bloodline. Um, this was, uh, it was all right. It wasn't brilliant. I was expecting more. Probably. Yeah, I kind of was as well. It was just weird because it was like, it, though it was a Tornado tag, it didn't feel like that really did much. Gals and Anderson came off looking quite good. They looked reasonably strong. But they didn't look as polished as I thought they would have at this point. No. I, and the Usos are totally characterless, so it's... Yeah. It was... Decent. It wasn't. It didn't. Really, it didn't blow me away in any shape or form. Um, I think. I think for me, and this isn't a slight because these two guys can really wrestle, but um, I just think they work a lot better when they when they're working as like pure powerhouses and just dominating people. Like putting them in long matches isn't particularly interesting. I think they're definitely capable of doing it. It just it makes them just another tag team though. If you do that. You want yeah. to have them blitzing through the like through other tag teams and absolutely just devastating people. Yeah, um, uh, I actually yeah. think the the boot of doom thing, although the name is terrible, like the the move looks quite cool and it looks like it would be fairly damaging. It's just a shame that, that doesn't seem to be putting people away always. So meh. no, I don't like the new new guys finishers being kicked out over big moves and yeah, th- th- these guys do look really physical when I'm running. They look more physical than anyone else, but there's no. This match is had something missing. Um, Gals, yeah, exactly. Gals, I don't think looks that great at the moment. Yeah. He's in ring work. He clearly still has a lot of progression, and Anderson is pretty decent. Um, yeah, that's true. But to, to, together, I was, I was, I was expecting just a bit extra from this match. Yeah, because I've came in with a lot of hype that they're the best tag team in the world, and the Usos are technically. Over the past few years, have been the best tag team in WWE. But yeah, that's true. If you only give them nine minutes, but even nine, nine minutes, minutes and eight, it, nine it, minutes is a decent portion of time, and you didn't really work. No, I I've, well, I just feel like a tornado tag match is never a good way to like showcase any tag team because it kind of takes away one of the key attributes of being a tag team. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Rusev, uh that, that did have um, Anderson and Gaz cover over though, which I think was a very good decision. Like you don't want them losing matches if you're booking them the way they're being booked. Like they can't lose, right? Be that ridiculous. Would be, that would be logical. Yeah. Um. They'll lose next week, probably. But yeah, I don't think they're going to pick up the tag titles. Uh, they might. It would be nice. It'd be interesting to see. Um, because I uh they're clearly teasing a longer Enzo and Big Cass versus the Ford Villains feud. Um, so it depends whether they want to keep. I I imagine they will want to keep the the belts on the New Day until SummerSlam. Uh, but like of the four teams that they've put in the tag team match on Raw this week, um, the the Gallows and Anzo are the only ones I really see having any shot at winning it. Like, well, at, at picking up the belts. Like the New Day would still be my favourites, but. I could see Gaz Anderson potentially doing something. Yeah. Um, 
probably that match you could even maybe see the Ford villains pick up for a month just to take the titles away from New Day if they were going to spin into a bigger feud with the club. Yeah, I potentially, but, but I I would rather see that. Like I I would rather I I think if you want to spin to a feud with the club, it just makes sense for them to keep the belts, um, and to roll that through to SummerSlam because it gives you a nice program through to SummerSlam. Uh, and it also, uh, assuming they want to, lets them keep the New Day as faces for the minute. Because the, the club, uh, particularly with Styles' recent turn, the club are now full on heels. So, like all of them together. Um, so that's great. Uh, so I think if you if you want to do that, you can um, work with Gallows Anderson as the heels in a feud with the New Day. Uh, and particularly if they've got Styles, so they don't have the man advantage in that feud. Um, or you can just go uh, and put it up with the Ford villains, but I just don't think that's as interesting. I don't think Enzo and Big Cass pick it up, though. Um, I think they're waiting for them for a while, and they want to tease it and give them a big moment at something like SummerSlam or Survivor Series or even potentially WrestleMania, just so they get a big, big moment out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think it, it seems clear to me that the um the, the club funeral the new day is what they could be doing potentially as their summer tag team program uh for the belts in a way um it it would be nice to see Enzo and Big Cass potentially pick them up at SummerSlam um because that will be in Brooklyn so obviously they get a big home crowd reception with that so that would be good to see but personally I want to see him chase even if it's chasing different champions you want to see him chasing for a while because you can do the underdog story you can do the Sami Zayn and NXT story and it just works really well it's nice to see even though it's been done time and time again it really works and these are guys who are so mismatched as a tag team it, it does feel like it works mm-hmm. um, and also their, their friendship and stuff just works really well it's really nice uh, Big Cass's reaction on Raw this week um, when uh, the Ford villains tried to re-injure Enzo was was great just him like just beating the shit out of the Ford villains because they tried to hurt Enzo again that was fantastic um and was like great great heel work from the Ford villains and credit to Enzo for being willing to take that bump given he got badly hurt last time um like for be willing to recreate the exact same like potential injury with the knowledge that it could go wrong again yeah I'm sure that if because it was more ready for the same move yeah, it's a bit less risky. Well, oh, definitely, not, it shouldn't have been a risky move to begin with. But yeah, I mean, definitely, it was it was way less risky. Like as you say, it's not a risky spot. But even so, like I bet that can't have been the most comfortable thing for him to take. Yeah, probably not. Not given it wasn't just like a generic baseball side; it was trying to replicate the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a good tag team division actually. Now they've got four solid teams is um is really well done they've they've built that up rapidly and if they could maybe i mean the fact that we could actually have um we've actually now got an upper card a mid card and a low card tag team feuds because you've got the breeze dango versus the golden truth thing as well so that they've got three reasonably well thought out tag team feuds going on at the same time is incredible work yeah for, for wwe to have have swung that hard in such a short period of time on tag teams is fantastic. Plus you've got the Usos and the Dudleys who are kind do, of out of the yeah, way they, at the moment. They can do stuff if you need them to as well. Like you've got play. Uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that we have tag teams who aren't actively in the picture now is insane given where we were like six months ago. Plus Puerto Rico. So 
Yeah, they're not called Puerto Rico. They're called what are they called. They actually got a name now. Is it like the Shining Stars or something? I think so, but I still prefer Puerto Rico. Okay. How um, how good would that be if that actually came out called uh, Puerto Rico? It, it, it would be a very Vince McMahon move. It would have, and I'm upset with Vince that he decided not to be Vince for once in his life. Next up, of course, uh, Rusev beat Kalisto uh, for the United States Championship. I think we both called this, right? Yeah. Um, but we picked it as then going into a feud with John Cena, which is completely not what's happened. No, but uh, Rusev murdered that poor boy. Oh, poor Kalisto. That, oh, the fucking accolade where he's just bent him in half. Oh, that was horrible to watch. That, that poor guy, that must have really, 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 really hurt. You're like, yeah, yeah, you would tap out to that, mate. I'm not fucking surprised you didn't last. Jesus. He, he took a really nasty bump before that as well, Nate. Well, just, Rusev just beat the shit out of him. It was horrible. Yeah. I, but, I mean, like, like Kalista did well to, to, he sold it all fabulously. Because it's probably and, real. Yeah. But he took, he, yeah, he takes some horrible bumps in that. And like that version of the accolade is absolutely horrific. Um, I mean, credit it because it shows he's got the flexibility to be willing to take a move like that without getting seriously injured. Uh, but yeah, well done. Um, it was actually it was a better match than I was expecting. Uh, even if it was just like Rusev being the shit out of Kalisto. Um, mm. It it was in a way quite compelling because uh, it really pitched Kalisto as the underdog much more because he was just beaten down so badly. Um, which is something that's kind of been missing a bit. I feel. Uh, and now we've got Rusev going, looking like he's going into a feud with Titus O'Neil, which I don't think anyone saw coming at all. No, really no, surprising. All. I really um, like Big Titus, so it 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 did surprise me though because I was like, wait a second, this is just Rusev's original US title run again. Essentially, yes, and yes, and he's fought Jack Swagger for the fourteen thousandth time. Because it was because Titus came out, and I was like, "Wait a second! This was exactly what happened when Big E feuded with Rusev for the US belt." Yeah, uh huh. And then you got Jack Swagger trying to poke his way in there, and imagine, <sighs> imagine Weird. it's just basically copy paste. Yeah, John Cena beats for the US title at WrestleMania. Yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, New Day managed to successfully defend against the Void Villains again. Good match. Uh, I actually enjoyed this one. Um, I enjoyed this more out of the two tag matches. But this was, was definitely much better out of the two tag matches. Really, really short. Yeah, it was. Uh, but it still went well. Um, but I, I didn't like because uh, Xavier kicks out of the Welling Dervish right, right at the start of the match. I didn't like that at all. Like. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't like, but it did. It was a shot, and it got the crowd up for it. Yeah, which, it was, but but, but, but the Derbysh, We've we've talked before about how compelling the Wayne Derbysh is as a finish. Like it just looks really good, um, and obviously, I think us two and Peter as well are very much in favour of protecting finishes, but definitely protect finishes that look cool. Like that's kind of the point of a finisher is it's identifiable. It sells the wrestler. It it's just part of their whole package. So if you've got one that actually really works and really looks awesome, definitely protect it. And by doing that, I was a bit like, oh, already. So I was expecting shenanigans um, at that point, to be honest, and it didn't come. Mm. Or him to just get like a foot on the rope or something, not just a straight up kick out. 
Yeah. Does it seem to be getting pain saver woods now? Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I think pushed up. We've still within the new day, but he's getting up more of the spotlight, more than yeah. ring work. It's looking good on Raw as well. Yeah. Um, but this was a reasonably good tag match. Um, obviously next up was match of the night, definitely right. The Intercontinental Championship match, the Fatal Four Way, absolutely stunningly good. Yes, potential match of the year, one or either. Like um, the Miz managed to retain against Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, but th- that's not the story. The story is this match was fucking ridiculous. Oh, um, like even from the start with with Zayn and uh, Cesaro hitting the Haluva kick and the European uppercut, like right off the bat, was great. Just off the bat, and it was an intensity, and it felt like the all the guys cared, and it, this match mattered, and the IC title mattered, and the amount of false finishes to the match were ridiculous. There's so many moments where you think, right, that is it, and someone sneaks in at the last possible second. It was. It brilliantly worked, and credit to Miz, he still put his shift in that match. Yeah, if you're looking at this, you're going to say Cesaro, Owen, and Zayn had a great match, and Miz hang around for a while. But Miz, Miz put his put his mark in there as well. You know, I think Miz was solid. Um, I think everyone had a good showing, really. Mm. Um, and what I I was very very impressed by was, and you don't get a lot in Fatal Four Ways uh, or even Triple Threats, was that everyone managed to tell stories. Um, mm. I often think in multi-man matches the psychology dies down a bit, but it, th- there were compelling stories inside the match. Um, the rivalries felt like they were still ongoing inside the match, which again, e- that even gets thrown out sometimes in um, like just singles matches. You don't feel that the, the match is an extension of the rivalry. Uh, but here, it just all flowed through perfectly. Um, and in my opinion, well, if we could get this, I would be very happy if this this match was a preview for like the next ten years of WWE programming. Because <laughs> um, these four guys were absolutely fantastic; they all worked their socks off. Even the Miz, um, yes, he is. He was not as good as other people in the match, but he still he took his spots well. He sold well and just worked overall for the benefit of the match, and worked really well as the heel champion as well. Yeah. Uh, I let him also the opportunity that the way he wins is classic opportunistic heel, absolutely perfect. Uh, Zayn getting distracted by Kevin Owens um, so that he concedes basically can't pick up the pinfall again, fantastic. Uh, it's just it's great. And I love the fact he looks torn as well when he goes for it. Like the whole thing is is just brilliant. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there was a wrong fit in this match. I can't think of any spot that I felt didn't look good. Just everything about it was solid. Um, it, 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 I was consistently wowed throughout it, and um, the finish was probably one of the best finishes to a multi-man match I've seen because it just wasn't incredibly obvious. Yeah, um, and the hover kick, Cesaro sold that for a good week while as well. Yeah, so it, 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 was, well. it wasn't like, and it wasn't like an that was selling that kick. It was Cesaro. So yeah, thanks. I think Zane came at this looking pretty damn good. They all did essentially, but Zane being though this close and his hatred for Owens just stealing it away from him is it's a good story, but this Zane Owens feud is just gonna keep going and going and going, isn't it? Yeah, it is really. Uh, but I also don't mind that the uh, I wouldn't mind the Miss Cesaro feud continuing a little bit after Money in the Bank because mm-hmm. they worked well together as well. Yep. So yeah, I, I think it would it, they've they've got and you could pair these four up in kind of any uh, you probably can't do Cesaro and Zane quite so easily, 
but you can pair anyone else up in this match and put them in a feud as well if you needed to. Mm. Um, uh, but you could even use Cesaro and say and like and play off their stuff in NXT and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, this was just stunningly good. Uh, and and kind of as we predicted, three of the guys in this ending up in the Money in the Bank match. Um, uh, with the exception of being the Miz, who is off filming the Marine something something. Yeah, the one with the social outcasts in it now. Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's yeah, yeah, the, the social outcasts have been cast in it as well. Are they? Is it going to be like the Expendables, and they're going to be like his wacky Marine crew? I think so. There's about there's about six or seven of those guys in it now. And okay. it, and it, and it's all the social outcasts, which is uh, really, really really bad for Adam Rose who just got sacked. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we also had the Asylum match, uh, which was much worse than I was expecting. Uh, Dean Ambrose did go over Chris Jericho at least, so that was something. Um, the thumbtacks, uh, well, obviously the spot of this match, completely unexpected. I don't think there was a single person in the world who called Dean Ambrose being allowed to do that. Particularly to Chris Jericho. No, but good God, this match was painful to watch. Yeah, it was bad, just unenjoyable. The first time Jericho goes for the escape early in the match, I was actually kind of amused. But when he tries to go for it again later, I was a bit like, come on, you know that's not going to work, dude. You've been told. Um, yeah, and just constantly spent so much time going for each weapon and. Just, yeah, I, I think the weapons would have worked better if they were like attached to the cage or something rather than hung above it because it just was so awkward to get them down. Even hung above it, but they just spent so much time teasing each weapon and they didn't even use half the weapons when no. they got them down. It was like one hit and then done. Um, but the, the, I will say the Dean Ambrose nunchuck spot was quite fun. That was quite fun, but it was it was so, so slow a pace match. Yeah. And there was yeah. so little men ball action, and the crowd didn't care. Like the thing of... is, I don't even mind a slow pace match if you're setting up for interesting spots, but they weren't interesting spots. And um, you can maybe feel some intensity in this, but there wasn't. Like, this is supposed to be a heated feud. Yeah, it just felt but, like it was there. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah, it really didn't. Like, this, the end, the finishing match was good, but it really didn't need ha- almost half an hour. On this, you no, could have not at all. Half it, because then you had six-minute tag title match. You could quite easily half the line for this match, and it'd be much better. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is probably the worst part of the show for me. It didn't need to be the longest match on the card. Like it didn't need to be twenty-five minutes. Yeah, it didn't um, need to be, and I'm quite disappointed. But it's probably the worst Dean Ambrose match I've probably ever seen. Uh, it's not the worst, but it's it's probably his worst pay-per-view match. Probably the worst pay-per-view, yeah. Uh, or at least the least interesting pay-per-view match. Um, also, these two guys go into the Money in the Bank as well. Um, it's nice that they've kind of carried their feud over a little bit into the Money in the Bank stuff, uh, particularly this week where on Raw, um, uh, Ambrose like punches Jericho off a ladder. Um uh, that the six guys on each on the ladder spot was kind of weird on Raw, right? That was a weird decision. Yeah, it was so dumb. But Plus, it was actually quite fun. The banter was fun. Like they actually felt really natural. Yeah, but you had Sami Zayn standing right next to Kevin Owens. And... So, so what I will say with it is the only thing I did like about the ladders that actually worked for me 
is it gave them a reason not to immediately devolve into a brawl. Yeah, I guess. Um, so that was the only upside to me. Uh, I, I did like uh, Kevin Owens basically just like he's like, oh, everyone in this match uh, like is famous. We've all got a reason to be here. Well, except for Sammy, of course, no one knows who he is. Um, little touches like that were really cool. Mm. It's just fun. Plus, um, Teddy, Teddy Long came back. Teddy Long came back and bu- tried to book a weird ass match. Six man pack, Iron Man, no disqualification, must yeah. be a winner match. Yep. Um, um, yeah, Teddy so, t- 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 Long is old and see now. T- was Teddy Long coming back as a pastiche of himself? Yeah. But Teddy Long coming back and being what the internet has turned him into, essentially. Uh, the only disappointing thing was he didn't try to make anyone go one on one with that Undertaker. Yeah, one on Undertaker. Or let me tell you, some players are going to have a tag team match. Yeah, yeah, it's just disappointing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's weird that he was on Raw at all. I don't really know why. Well, I know why because they were trying to be like he could be the the, the GM of SmackDown. Um, so I wonder if they'll do Vicky Guerrero at some point as well for a one-off. Oh God, yeah. Um, Hopefully. Also, why was like why 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 was Teddy Long's suit like two sizes too big for him? Uh, I don't know style. I guess it's weird. Don't know. I'm not a fashionista. It just so it just made sure. him it made him look like Teddy Long had shrunk in the wash. That's <laughs> very weird. Um, right. Uh, women's match. Uh, Charlotte uh, retained against Natalia after interference from Dana Brooke, dressed as Ric Flair. Uh. This is weird, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I will say the one thing I did like in this um, was before when they've had like uh, uh, Natalia um, break out of submissions because Ric Flair's interfering in some way. It didn't make any sense, but with the stipulation, it actually did make sense for her to break out of the sharpshooter there because she basically went to the ref. Well, it's Ric Flair, clearly, so I've won, right? And that made sense to me. I guess, but. My Giselle wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good, was it? No. I was expecting uh, a lot more, but then I will say the, that the I finish did, I, just yeah. stupid. I don't mind the Dana Brooke and Charlotte team, though. I think that's a good team. I don't mind it, but Dana Brooke was horrific in this. Yeah. She was so cheesy and so hammy, and quite clearly, yeah, well, she quite clearly can't act, can she? <laughs> to be no. honest. But yeah, the, all of this just felt cheap, and the way Charlotte like ditched Rick Flair the next night on Raw just felt—it didn't feel like anyone was really building up to that moment the way it happened. Like there was no tease of tension. There was this big celebration at Extreme Rules, and then it felt like it came too much out of nowhere for me. I I guess this feud is semi-over though. Um, because they they've thrown Becky Lynch into the mix now as well, unless we can get a tag match at uh, Money in the Bank, which is good at least because you don't need to. I like titles to be defended regularly, but you don't have to defend them on every pay per view. Um, I guess the only downside is with the Miz out as well. That's two titles not being defended on this pay per view, but on the upside, you do have the Money in the Bank match, which is kind of like a title match in its own way, right? Yeah. So that kind of flips it. Um. Okay. Uh. We could do this. We're running through things quite quickly because we, we've got stuff we want to talk about. Obviously, like the brand split, which we didn't really talk about last time because I don't think it had been announced yet. Um, so we should definitely talk about that. Uh, live SmackDown, all of that. 
uh, a few other things I wanted to touch on. Uh, of course, um, so the main event, Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles, Roman Reigns retains in the most boring way possible, um, which was exactly the same as his retention at Payback, I believe. Uh, essentially, yeah. Um, where where Styles goes for the phenomenal forearm off the top rope, uh, uh, top rope, top rope, and uh, Reigns intercepts with the spear. Uh, this was actually not a bad match overall, but just the finish just made me go, oh, well, fuck it then. Not bad. Didn't quite live up to the payback match. I thought um, the double table spot was cool. Roman Reigns put Nature Styles through two tables. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that the Styles clash on a chair didn't get a win. Didn't There's a all... reason for that, right? right? I can't remember what it was. Uh, I think the Usos interfered. Yeah, the Usos interfered, so that was fine. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fine, but uh, it, it felt. Uh, it feels like a it feels like a spot to waste if it's not going to get the win. Though, yeah, right? and then just a couple of big Roman Reigns. It's uh, it's weird watching this to see in reality who the face is for the crowd, but then who WWE's presenting as the face. Because hmm. I hate, hated those when they came out, hated them, and it yeah. it, it just felt. Uh, felt like business as usual at the end. It was it was the least interesting finish to the match. Like Reigns could have retained, but it could have been something more interesting could have happened. It was it was kind of what we expected. We got all the interference, and that went well. And I did like Styles going crazy with the chair was actually quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But then just the finishes just that the finish just left a bad taste in my mouth. Basically, that's what it was. I think that's what it comes down to. The finish just made me go. Oh, well, then you don't care, do you? It just felt the laziest. It was the most straightforward, easiest finish. Loads of interference, but then Roman Reigns wins just with a spear. There's surely better ideas than that. Like, Reigns can win this quite happily, and it's fine. But, um, yeah, the, it just felt flat at the end. Yeah, we really did. Kind of made up for it, the Seth Rollins return. Yeah. Afterwards, but even then. So yeah, we did mention that. Obviously, the Seth Rollins return really fun, uh, completely unexpected, completely unexpected. Uh, it, like there were people chanting "We want Seth" in the crowd earlier in the night, but I don't think anyone actually expected him to turn up. Mm. Um, and it was, boy, was it fun. Yep. Like that was a great return. Um, it's a shame they've kept him heel. But I, I think they're quickly edging him towards a face turn, uh, and it, it was nice to see him back at least. Mm-hmm. Um, my my big issue with keeping him heel is you can't keep him heel and also um, produce his WWE twenty four documentary because they don't mesh, right? I haven't watched his documentary yet, but it's but it's like a documentary about his road back from injury. Mm. Like regard, uh, I haven't watched it. I heard it's very good. But regardless of how good it is, you can't produce a documentary being like, here's this dude's comeback story and have him return as a heel. That doesn't work. Yeah, it, uh, like you say, it felt business as usual coming out of this. It was just Seth Rollins reverted to what he was a year ago. And Roman Reigns has, hasn't progressed his character. Mm. Now, there the Usos have been thrown to the wayside, so this bloodline thing is gone. The, the club's been moved on, so... It was a wipe slate clean, but it wasn't anything new and interesting for me. No, to come not out of it. particularly. Um, 
but at least we're going to get Rollins versus Reigns uh, next month. Oh, well, this kind of month at Money in the Bank. That should be fun, I think. Is that the first time in a singles match? Or is... I believe so, yeah. And there's none that I can remember, so. Um, so it should be a good show. Uh, I think that's going to be a really good match. Unless you've got the, um, the Zane, Cesaro, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, and because they ran out of people, Alberto Del Rio um, <laughs> in the Money in the Bank match. And they've clearly run out of people because they were going to be seven and they've trimmed it back to six. Uh, competitors I would my suspicion would be that the seventh was gonna either be John Cena on his return but they went with the AJ Styles stuff or it was going to be um uh Kalisto because he gets the fun spots on the ladder stuff yeah um no that's happening uh getting the uh John Cena versus AJ Styles that's gonna be good uh basically a dream match uh styles like people are shitting on him well not shitting on but shitting on his booking because he's he's not uh he hasn't picked any big wins but he's competed for the WWE even though one of them was the Royal Rumble he's competed for the WWE Championship three times he's faced Chris Jericho who's one of the veterans of WWE twice on uh, pay-per-view including once at Wrestlemania and has uh or was it twice or once on pay-per-view I can't remember no twice uh and has um is now facing John Cena, who is the biggest name in the world in wrestling right now. Like, that's a very good introduction to the company. Oh yeah, and to to me, Styles fits. Yeah, heel better. Just yeah, he just... does. With the club, he just works so well. Yeah, and he's he's always been a bit more natural. Just he just he just a, feels so comfortable. He, like he looks so comfortable with it, doesn't he? Yeah, because you can play his moveset as a heel as well. It's it just, just works. Just... It works perfectly either way. I think if he trims down, if he if he shifts more styles, clashy and away from the phenomenal forearm, it just makes him look more heelish. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but... It, it can play it as a cocky, arrogant. Yeah, and particularly with the the calf crusher as well is a really good heel submission move. Mm-hmm. Um, it, just, it looks super heely because it it's one of those submissions that just looks like it fucking hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that always gets over as a heel. Um, the other match uh, was announced on Raw Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match New Day versus Carl Anderson and the guys versus Enzo and Big Cass versus the Vaudevillains we discussed that earlier on the card um, I do think we'll probably see New Day retain there um, I'd also expect to see the women's match we talked about uh, probably Baron Corbin and uh, Dolph Ziggler again and probably the US title match we talked about mm. um, anything else you'd expect I think that's probably it uh, yeah that's probably about Yes, yeah, probably um, Evan Titus and Rusev. Yeah, maybe yes. Bree, maybe Breeze Dango versus mm. the Golden Truth on uh, the pre-show. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. See much else they're going to put on this. Yeah, well, no, they're called for Breeze or whatever, aren't they? Which is confusing. Van Breeze, maybe. Van Breeze. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on. Other news. Big stuff's been happening. Um, Brock Lesnar will be fighting at UFC 200. His opponent will be Mark Hunt. Uh, this is a one-off deal as far as we know. As part of the deal, uh, there will be cross-promotion with SummerSlam at UFC uh, 200 and 202, with 202 happening the night before SummerSlam. Uh, interesting as well, uh, 202 will be CM Punk's debut in the Octagon at UFC. Um, so there's a lot of kind of WWE stuff going on there. Plus, um, it's the biggest free match in history, so if WWE can get their finger into that pot, 
it's uh, Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor too. So if they yep. can, exactly. if they can get any of that coverage over to them, they'll take it. And there's also rumours that they want Paige Van Zant to appear at uh, SummerSlam, which um, she came second on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Um, I'm not sure about the Punk debut because he's still technically injured. Yeah, but they, or, they, or reco- that's recovering. But uh, that's currently so being rumored for two hundred. It's been heavily rumored that it will be, yeah. but not confirmed yet. Uh, obviously, my favorite thing with that will be um, if they do announce. Uh, as I understand, they do something on the UFC cards. Uh, announce the sponsors as part of the um, pre-match build-up. So if CM Punk is walking to the ring and they announce uh, it's sponsored by SummerSlam, just I want to see the look on Punk's face. Oh dear, dear, dear. Yeah. Uh, not not impressed is probably the best way I can describe what it would look like. It does, like it's it's definitely not. It's definitely just a coincidence, but it does feel like it's orchestrated by Vince as a final fuck you to Punk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's a. Uh... Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt is probably the worst matchup for Brock Lesnar ever. It's so horrifically bad for a guy that's five years out of the ring and has one of the weakest chins in the heavyweight division. Mark Hunt's going to knock him out quite quickly, in my prediction. Um, obviously, the safety will be if uh, Brock has regrown his giant Viking beard, thus hiding his chin from Mark Hunt's mighty fists. I'm sure that is how MMA works. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, uh, I hope Brock I, wins because it would be bad for WWE if it was his. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, they can, they, to be fair, they can play it either way. Win or loss, they can play it quite well. They can either have... The, it, all you do is you, you keep the booking exactly the same. It's how you pitch it. You either go, Brock Lesnar had a dominant performance at UFC 200 and he's coming back for more at SummerSlam. Or Brock Lesnar is infuriated by his loss at UFC 200 and he's coming back for vengeance at SummerSlam. Mm. You can spin it either way easily. Yeah, part um, of me would also like to see Mark Hunt win because he just looks like the nicest guy. Apart, yeah. from, apart from knocking people out. But apart from that, he looks like the nicest guy. Um, the the slightly annoying thing is uh, I'm not, I like UFC, but I'm not super interested in it. I do want to watch this fight. Annoyingly, it's the same night as my mother's wedding. Oh, priorities, Chris. Uh, well, I think that the wedding actually finishes about four o'clock in the afternoon, so I should be able to potentially watch this. Oh, this uh, this the main event. Well, two hundred is good. every match is almost a main event. So, um, I think the main card will probably start about two a.m. here or one a.m. Yeah, so. it's it's more a question is of how much I drink at the wedding and if I can stay awake that late. Yeah, such a good card, even um, without yeah. Brock Lesnar on it. So many good fights. I, I can watch it on the Sunday or something. Yeah, so just yeah, just record it on BT, Sunday. Some BT Sports, so yeah, able to record that. Um, uh, what else has been happening? Uh, that was the big news. Um, obviously the the sad news that is in tangentially related to wrestling was obviously Muhammad Ali's uh, death. Very very sad to hear about. Um, WWE put out a nice tribute video to him, which was really good to see. Uh, and it. It's good to see that he is still respected as one of the greatest of, well, the greatest boxer of all time, um, but also just as a great all-round entertainer. Uh, There's a fantastic video I saw that surfaced, which is him in an airport in North Korea doing a magic trick 
the WCW stars who are on a tour of North Korea with him. Yeah. In like 1980 something. Mm-hmm. Fucking weird, uh, <laughs> but really cool. Um, yeah, so that, that was a real shame. Uh, even though obviously he hasn't um, been very much in the public eye for quite a while because uh, of health issues, it, it was a shame to, um, to see him go. Uh, what else has been going on? There's other, something else that I can't remember what it is. What have I forgotten? So the brand split? The brand split, that's what I talk about. Uh, brand split and uh, Smackdown going live. Smackdown going live is also quite a big deal. Um, we'll be moving to Tuesdays permanently. Uh, interestingly, um, uh, USA are not paying for the cost of it going live, so they are concerned, even though not publicly. It's the first time they've been uh, expressed any concern that we've seen about WWE ratings. Um, and that's obviously why they want to go live to try and bolster SmackDown's ratings. Even though SmackDown's ratings are uh, have been relatively consistent for a few years now, they haven't really slid like Raw's have. No, it's still one of the highest rated shows. Uh, I think it's just because it's moved on to the main USA network, but it was yeah. it was floating about different different uh, guess less expensive channels for a few years yeah. now. Now they're commanding higher ad revenues. I'm assuming on yeah. USA, and if they're not getting the viewership, they're not going to get the same ad revenue. But they're still uh, one of the highest rated shows on their network. Wrestling always is. The other thing as well is they can charge more for live live shows because they um tend to draw better. Mm. So that'll be good. Uh, and personally, I'm kind of looking forward to it because it's always kind of lame to read, read like the taping results and then you see it like two days later. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, it's just gonna be interesting to see WWE made if they manage to produce that much um live content every week indefinitely. Uh, the brand split's definitely gonna help that though. I imagine they'll also be staffing up in terms of um additional off-air talent uh, in in like just uh, production crew and that because you can't really expect them to work two live tapings uh what that's sorry two live shows in a row uh and keep the standards as high because uh live versus taped is very different and live is fucking exhausting and i doubt anyone will want to do that again the next night yeah the light was what the crew is like they used to do so yeah which would be very good um, yeah Hopefully, it will just produce a more focused product overall. Um, do we know when the draft's going to be? No, it's still not announced. Um, they're even acknowledging on Raw that they haven't decided all this stuff yet. They haven't decided uh, what date the draft will be on or what format it's going to take. But we know it's going to be, well, presumably it's going to be before the live SmackDown. Yeah. The, but it could be a water, it could be a draft, as in first pick, second pick. Um, the best idea is I've. The best community ideas I've seen are that they should do it as a draft, but do it as like a week-long draft, like like the NFL, and have like coverage on the network. Um, I think that would be a good way for them to kind of uh, be able to push the network more heavily. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, and it would be just kind of cool to for them to treat it as a, a much bigger event than they normally do. Because if you think like even in the old days, they had the big picks on Raw, but then you've got picks coming in um, via WWE.com for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be quite cool if they did it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it can all be a good thing for SmackDown because that shows desperate for some attention. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, because fifty percent of the show is raw recaps and and uh, promo videos, and it really just needs. Yeah, so if they if that actually means they just strip out raw recaps, that'd be great. Just strip out the raw recaps, and well, it's going to have unique storylines on each show. 
Yeah, um, um, there's a lot of stuff they haven't decided. Like, uh, from what I understand, the current state of play is that the um, the WWE champion and the women's champion will likely be staying brand independent. So they will be able to float as they did originally with the brand split. Um, I think they're probably less certain on the tag titles, but I could see them making the tag titles like a SmackDown thing. And I'd, that would make I'd, sense. I'd imagine they'd probably keep those and then they'll just separate the IC and US. Because mm. you don't, you, you, I'd imagine they'll want the new day of the club. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I just wonder if you if you could like if you made them uh if you if you made the tag titles exclusive to SmackDown, you would give SmackDown like something a little bit different. Yeah, I guess so. Um it's it's gonna be interesting who they draft which way. there's a real good chance John Cena will probably end up in SmackDown. The so the for the current rumors seem to be um uh Cena and Styles will both be going to SmackDown and their feud's gonna be their kind of SmackDown headline feud um for a good chunk of the rest of the year which i wouldn't really object to nope. and uh some some combination or like rollins and reigns probably staying on raw and something around them will be the big feud for the rest of the year on uh raw which again i wouldn't mind too much but you're going to need to see reigns drop the belt to Rollins at some point soon soon hopefully because yeah soon uh, well yeah just want something fresh to us yeah that's very true it's, I'm, uh, I'm already a bit tired, so someone new, please. Yeah, that would be good. Um, but this does obviously give them the chance to promote people with a. You can promote from the mid card much more easily when you've got this split. That that should be the plan. I hope. Yeah. Yeah, because you've got Orton to come back as well, so he's a big name that can go either way. Yeah. Um, it's just gonna be interesting to see. Um, I think the the big thing for me is what they do with the world title, etc. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to split the world titles again after unifying them. Well, it's so quite recently. recently. Re- yeah, reasonably recently they were unified again, so... Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't see them doing that, particularly as it was seen as a very... This time when they unified him, it was seen as a very big deal com- uh, compared to the first time he did it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I... I think they'll probably keep that as it is... Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting overall. Uh, I I definitely would prefer a draft approach. I mean, the question I guess is going to be like, are they going to do general managers or are they going to do Shane and Steph in charge? I would not be surprised if which if they if they give Shane a show and Steph a show, but they also appoint general managers because obviously Shane is has other interests outside of WWE. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Vicky and Teddy. Vicky and Teddy are the obvious picks. Uh, Eric Bischoff. Oh. I'd be like to see Eric Bischoff come back. Yeah. Uh, I think that he's... As long as he's not given any power. But real life power. Yeah, give him no power. Just give him fake GM power. Fake GM power like the last time. Yeah. Yeah. It it plays plays a role real well. It does. He's very good at it. Extremely easy to hit. Um, but again, I don't, I don't know what I don't know what Bischoff is really doing right now. Yeah, that's uh, I I think he's just got a website and he's doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, plus he's I think the guy's in his oh, what I say sixties now, so it's where he would want to pick up and our traveling role like this again. Yeah, 
Um, so it is going to be interesting to see overall what they're going to do. So uh, it's um, probably the most interesting thing that's happened to WWE since the the original brand split, really. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be good, and also just the the reasoning for it. Kind of, I like that it's being you're you're getting the real reasoning it for it rather than kind of any of the kayfabe kind of reasoning that they're keeping it uh, real with it, which is quite nice. Mm. Um, so then, uh, that's pretty good. Do it for this week. Um, we will probably, oh, we might do something before extreme rules if we've got time, but I'm not sure we will. Um, obviously NXT the end, uh, will probably have aired by the time you listen to this. Um, we were calling this on the Tuesday, the day before it, um, but we'll have a recap of that when we get a chance. I expect it to be very good. Oh, it was brilliant. It was so fantastic to watch. <laughs> you, you know that big thing that happened? Didn't you see that coming? Yeah, that the 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 cage spot, great. Oh great. yeah, yeah. That, I mean, who who would have thought they would end up going that far? You know. Uh, so, I guess, I guess obviously the question here is: Does Balor get called up after the end? Don't know to be honest, because I didn't. Uh, I, I thought he would have got called up if they didn't turn Styles heel. Yeah, now that's the, the interesting now thing. Now they turn Styles heel, it depends if the New Day and Cena, if they constantly outnumber the club. I guess kind of my broader issue there would be um, there's not really anything uh, it, it, like I don't think they can stretch the feud with him and Joe any further, which kind of means Joe has to pick up the victory here, mm-hmm. um, which kind of like means that Styles is uh, style that that Balor is done in uh, in NXT really because he will have nothing else to do. Yeah. Uh, I always thought they would have an Atami feud with him. They would reveal him as the guy that attacked. I guess they could do that. That would be a good thing to do. Uh, But it depends depends if you want to turn him heel before he gets on the main roster. Yeah, but they could do it as a um, a kind of building him to um, build, like, they could do it as a potential, like, redemption towards the title kind of story. Uh, like he's got to beat Atami after the whole thing and he wants to get the title back, blah, blah. They can kind of spin it that way as mm. well. Part of that. Uh, the other thing I've just remembered, a bit of news uh, very quickly. Um, the best of the Super Juniors tournament in New Japan has just finished. Do you know who won? Uh, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay. Uh, big, big news for a very young, promising talent. He's only 23. Um, previous winners of this tournament include pretty huge names like uh, Prince Devitt, a.k.a. Finn Balor. Um, also, uh, Jushin Finder Liger has won it several times. Uh, Kushida has won it, who is a huge name uh, and looks like he's going to NXT possibly. Um, I think he is going to be in the Cruiserweight tournament. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's a big, big deal in NXT, where they're, uh, NXT in New Japan, one of the um, several tournament format things they held throughout the year. Uh, it requires a crazy, crazy work rate um, because it's just like days and days and days of wrestling in a row. Um, the the thing I do hope with Osprey though is apparently he has been wrestling for most of the tournament with an injury, which given the result makes sense. Um, like I don't think he would have put in the matches he's been putting in with an injury if he didn't know he was going to win it. Um, but hopefully he can take a little time off now that it's over and rest up. Because he's 23, and if he's got a, a minor injury now, I'd rather he rested it and extended his career, to be honest. 
Yeah, but uh, money rather though. than letting it develop into anything serious. Money. That's money, it's true. Money um, and the itch always gets them. Yeah, I my my only suspicion well, my only hope is that New Japan well, I think New Japan clearly by giving him this win, see him as a potential big star, uh, and given their recent issues with losing talent, um, you don't want to see Osprey get injured long run. Um, mm. so it would be good if they cut him back a little bit and gave him a chance to rest up. Um, I would imagine Osprey doesn't really want to because obviously he had a very long injury where he severely injured his neck after fucking up a six thirty. Um, so like I imagine he's not too keen to take more time off and stall his career again, particularly as it's just getting going uh, in a really big way in Japan. Mm. Um, but he's a hell of a talent, and it's great. Um, that obviously the Ricochet versus Will Ospreay stuff blew up in a big, big, big way um, everywhere. Uh, I thought that sequence was cool. It was a little bit over um, choreographed, but it was still fun. And it makes sense if you look at it in the context of how they've wrestled each other before. Yeah, it was too much for me. Yeah. Um, just a bit too, too choreographed, as you say. Um, what I will say, what I did like, though, is when I saw it in, they had a tag team match where they were in opposing sides um, a couple of nights later, um, where Ricochet counters out the spot that ends that the uh, in the original match. I thought that was quite a cool kind of follow up to it, though, that they've that he's learned what happens. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like that element to it. Uh and even though it, uh, my 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 the point I would say there is, is uh, even though it was obviously very choreographed, um, th- those guys are ridiculously talented to be able to pull it off. Oh yeah, like one shot in the middle of a ring after working the rest of a match, and they pull off that stuff is fucking crazy, um, absolutely insane. Uh, and that match is um, free on YouTube, I believe. If you want to check it out. Uh, anyway, that is definitely going to wrap it up now. Um, if you want to get us on Twitter, you can get us on Twitter at a by God blog. It's B-Y-G-A-W-D blog. You can get us on Tumblr at bygod.tumblr.com. You can be on Twitter as Halper. It's H-A-L-B Pro. And you can get Colin on Twitter as Bar66, which is Bar with two R's. I'll be up your way soon, Colin. Going to Scotland this weekend. Are you? Um, to Aberdeen, no. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, that's a horrible place. Don't go there. Well, we're going, we're going somewhere near Aberdeen. I don't think it's actually in Aberdeen. We've got like a... a cottage or something booked yeah anything north of me is not worth us so we're gonna go shooting uh and also to a whiskey distillery which sounds quite fun yeah you, you'll be drunk or you could do that yeah i definitely the only time i was shooting i was drunk coincidentally yeah well i we, no, which i think shooting is the day after the whiskey distillery fortunately um, yeah that, that's not really that fortunate <laughs> yeah that, that was the that's same right, that's my thinking yeah it was the same situation as me yeah, I don't really want to be hung over while I'm shooting. Doesn't seem like that'd be that much fun. No, uh, no. Anyway, um, we'll be back soon. Uh, for now, say goodbye, Colin. Bye. Bye. Bye.